What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coach here <laughs> with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very special guest on the podcast here today. We've got Nick. Sir, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Coach? You are. I'm so excited for people to get to know you. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Nick is all about, he is from the Break Comp Cards page. Correct? I said that right? That's correct. Yes. Very I excited to be here today as well. I love it. So one of the reasons why I reached out to Nick is because if you've been following this channel, you know that I care very much about education in this hobby. And I care very much about transparency. And I think that what Nick is doing has the potential to do both and is is already doing both, in fact. So I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, not a little bit. I want to talk a lot about that. But before we do, I want everyone to get introduced to you. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how Nick gets into sports cards. You know, where does and then transition that into, you know, how do we get how do we start break comp cards? So, Nick. Where does your sports card journey begin? Sure. Uh, it kind of begins as a kid in 1987, 87 Tops cards, as as uh, many kids being collecting that. Uh, my dad teaching me about baseball and all sorts of sports. Um, then I went into collect collecting in 1987, uh, first trying to chase the Bo Jackson 87 Tops card when it first came out. Um, then as a 90s kid, obviously, with all the inserts, early 90s, uh, chasing like Shaquille O'Neal inserts, uh, Jordans, all those types of cards. Uh, then still collecting today, obviously. Do you still have any of those Shaq inserts? I do not. Nope. I, I don't have many cards from when I was a kid at all. Um, yeah, but I started up the collection and kind of after, uh, in my early 20s, I guess, I started. Collecting took a took a little break like yeah. later in high school years and college. Yeah. I feel like most people do. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common story. Yeah. Yep. Um my question is, did you ever feel the need to double back and be like, I want to reacquire those inserts? Yes. Yeah, I, I did uh pick up a lot today. Um very interested in them, especially those the I love the stadium club uh, first Beam day teams. issues from oh. like 1993. Yeah. So there was a time where um, I was trying to get those in PSA 10s, gem mints. Not easy to do with the chipping and everything. But yeah, yeah, uh, love the pinnacle artist proof uh, and museum collections from the 90s. Uh, the the Griffey in particular, 94 or 95 when he's blowing the the, the bubble gum. Bubble bubble. Gum. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I'm yeah, a big fan love, of Pin love the inserts for the '90s, I, and I love Pinnacle too, man. I'm like, it, yeah. it's funny people. Uh, they ask me like for one of my like what my favorite sets are usually, and uh, Pinnacle's got to be up there for me. I'm a big hockey guy, so like I like the Team Golds. Um, but there's there's Team oh, Golds yes. and there's Team Golds for uh for for baseball and football too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. and then right up there as well is Pacific, which again is like another company that just doesn't make cards anymore. And, right, uh, right. you know, I'm kind of bummed out that these guys just got, got pushed out of the space because they, I mean, they definitely paved the way for a lot of the, the cards that we see today. Yeah. I I mean, inserts were a big deal when they became like prominent and, you know, uh, a, a chase like we have today with, 
you know, autographs and everything. Um, they're the modern day, you know, hits. Yeah, I mean, even, even even with respect to like, uh, I mean, we've seen Color Blast and Kabooms really uh -huh. pop recently, yeah. right? So, uh -huh. yeah, I completely agree. With, inserts are just uh, the thing of beauty and have been for so long. So let's talk a little bit about break comp cards. So sure. where does this start? And where does it start? Sure. I, uh, I, I did a tech startup roughly 2007. I started one totally unrelated to sports though. Um, it was actually a social media site for, uh, medical professionals, uh, exited that a few years ago, maybe five years ago, collecting, uh, doing my things. And then, uh, I wanted to start something new. Um, I saw, you know, the market movers, uh, card ladder, the price data category. Um, and I felt there was a need for something for the breaking community as, as far as price data, you know, price tr transparency across the board, you know, an aggregate site to bring it in like a kayak, but for, for breaking uh, to allow the collectors to, to see pricing, make their uh, choose the best price it, or uh, make the decision based on price. Yeah. And, and I mean, to like the comparison between something like a kayak is I think a great comparison because I mean, there are some airlines that are significantly cheaper and even hotels that are significantly cheaper than others. And, but you kind of want to see the difference in price and, and, and is like the quality worth, do you know what I mean? Like it really depends on what yes. you're looking for, yes, right? Sure. Like if, if, yes. you're, if you're going on like a bare bones trip, you might not need all the bell, bell, bells and whistles. And, you know, like for instance, like here we have like Porter airlines where like it's a relatively okay. cheap freight or relative, relatively cheap flight. Um, but like, you can't bring like carry on bags. And like, at the minute you start doing little things like that, it like, they add up. But at the same time, if that's, if I, I'm just going for like a quick flight, I sure. want to know that that option is available. So I think, especially in a, in a time in which, uh, wax prices are up for discussion on a regular basis. I think with the, I think the breaking is crucial to move that wax truthfully, because I don't know a ton of people that are buying individual hobby boxes these days, especially when we're talking about football and basketball. And, and when we start to get into the higher end products, like even more so. So I think that what you're doing is, is wonderful. I mean, I honestly, I, the minute I saw it, I was like, you, I think you got, you got, you hit the nail on the head here. Yeah, I've, I was contemplating it for two or three years, decided to take action and do it a few months ago. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yes, uh, very difficult to, to move, you know, especially these high-end products. Uh, I'm getting ready, or I did post this morning, um, a few breakers for National Treasures Basketball. I mean, you're looking at, you know, twelve to 17000 uh, in aggregate for, for a case. Very few collectors can afford to, to buy a case like that for themselves that they want to add to the collection, not to mention the risk involved with, with spending all that money. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, especially when it comes to, I mean, return on investment. I mean, we know that like, yeah. like, yeah. and it's, it's not about the money always. Right. But it, it should right. factor in to a certain extent. Right. Like, I mean, there are yeah. a great deal of boxes that absolutely skunk on. And so again, knowing, you know, which breakers you can go to, to mitigate, I don't know, at least like 
I mean, what's the biggest percentage you've seen difference between like uh like the cheapest and the most expensive? Um, don't really have that data yet, but that's like, okay. Like for instance, National tre Treasures. Um, this morning it was like lowest in aggregate for all teams. Uh, I think it was low twelve thousands and up to you know seventeen thousand plus. I mean, okay. that's, I'm, that's a big jump. Big difference. There. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. like almost fifty percent, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Those are those are the buy now pricings that which we're we're tracking obviously now. Yeah. Uh, we plan on introducing uh, technology, you know, to to advance this a little bit and uh, you know more real time and everything. We're uh, I'm talking to my development team cur currently uh, to develop more because um, because right now obviously it's just focused on, on price. It doesn't take in, into consideration like intangibles, customer service, shipping, um, all those sorts of things as from a breaker standpoint. How would you, how um, would you factor that stuff in? Um, through, through reviews. Um, obviously yeah. that has to be done in a smart way. Um, with all, all the fake reviews out there that, that could be left. Um, but we plan on doing something uh, strategic to to introduce that. Whether it's uh, us uh, reviewing it, um, my team, or um, we, we have to think through that. But we yeah. we we have been in talks to to do something like that. But yes, right now we're just focused on on price. Um, you know, get, getting the the bottom price and allowing uh, the consumer, the collector, to make. Uh, informed decisions through the data that we produce and we plan on advancing the data that we put out there as well as we move forward. So just to clarify for everybody, is there yes. a fee for your service? No, it's absolutely free. Um, you can, I, I think it, or it allows you to do three searches on break for free. Uh, and then uh, you just register for the, a free account. We, we don't charge at all. No credit card, easy registration. Um, that, that's all it is. Absolutely free to use. Yes. So where does this, like, where does this come from? Like, why do you know? Like, I know that you said that there's an opportunity mm -hmm. for this, but like, it's not like you're making a ton of money from this. I'm uh, not making any money. This that's point. what I mean. That's what I, I mean. And so, uh, and so you're putting time and energy into this. Yes. I mean, if anything, you're pissing off a lot of people who have a lot of people, uh, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of, uh, I guess pull in this hobby. So where does this yes. come from? Why? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I have received. Uh, I guess some. Um, I wouldn't say angry, but you know they weren't with it type of messages. But the positive message has far away that um, by far. I mean, it, it's just a few that I've received that that weren't positive. Um, I just feel there's a need for this in the. The hobby transparency uh, through pricing uh, for for breaking wax prices. I mean, I can appreciate that, man. Like, yeah. and, I, I and can we're go for it. Yeah, we're we're tra we're tracking uh, pricing on many different platforms as well: uh, websites, uh, Facebook groups, Instagram uh, accounts, uh, whatnot, Fanatics Live, uh, kind of all all across the board. How do you get access to all that data? Um, I'm not going to go into the, the okay. technology yeah, or anything, yeah. That's but cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah.
we <laughs> were able to access all all that data. Yes. That's wild. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I don't even know. Play, I, I don't know a ton about technology, anyway. So yeah. it would have been yeah. it would have been a tough explain. <laughs> but I mean, the yeah. fact that you were able to kind of sift through so many different data points, and it's not just it's not just the buy it now on their on their websites, or you know, like, um, and that's important because. I mean, I'm sure there's different pricing on different platforms. And especially when it comes to, I mean, when you need to move a box versus like uh, a, a box is relatively hot or whatever the case may be. Have you seen some of the pre-sale uh, pricing for uh, Tops Update, Tops Chrome Update? Yes, I actually put that out this morning for uh, Breakers Delight and also Jumbo. Uh, plan to go uh, live with pricing on Hobby later on this, e this evening. You are yes. on the you are on the ball, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm personally excited for that that product as well. Personally, I don't break or buy into breaks because of I don't want a conflict of interest or anything here. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that product, especially those uh those uh, MLB debut patches. I'm I'm really into the way they look. I think Fanatics did a, a tremendous job with the design of of those cards. I think they did a tremendous design or yeah. tremendous, tremendous job, not only in the design, but even the execution, right? The fact that, yeah. yes. I mean, they, they, they realized that baseball doesn't really have like a true patch auto, you know? Right. Uh, like, yes. And so mm -hmm. from this point forward, they're going to have um, essentially a, a moment in time from the their first at bat, essentially. And uh, I think that that I mean we've already kind of seen like I don't know if you saw that David Adams put out a uh, a one hundred fifty thousand dollar bounty. For yeah, the, I just saw that this morning. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah yep. for the Anthony Volpe. Yep. So um, I'm curious to see how that might influence yep. uh, wax prices. And I'd be also curious, and and uh, maybe you'd be able to do that. So when did you post the Breakers Delight information? Because like I assume that after yep. that bounty, that prices are going to change do you know what i mean like yes yeah we'll we'll be doing updates tomorrow as well yeah um we posted it probably maybe an hour or two before that bounty went out and right around they they don't th those products aren't reflected a uh, post bounty uh, it, it wouldn't be reflected as that and i uh, on another going back to what you were talking about the the debut patches did you see that um, video that Fanatics put out yesterday with Griffey, Griffey's no. uh, first uh, MLB debut and Harper and everything. Such a cool video. And then um, you think of these players making their MLB debuts. Um, I can't wait to see the LED La Cruz in the future. I mean, the Volpe is going to be sick as well, though. Just so yeah. excited to see these. Yeah, and, I mean, it, and with the, the gold, the gold around the patch, they, they just nailed it. I think it has that National Treasures flawless type feel as you get for football and basketball yeah i agree with you and a lot of people were wondering uh especially when tops took over <laughs> and essentially they're about to take over every yeah. license in the next in the next two or yeah. three years mm -hmm. a lot of people were wondering what tops can do because they don't really have like an ultra high-end market like panini mm -hmm. does right like they yeah. they have cards that are worth significant amounts of money but they don't really have like a, a true like upper echelon like national treasure right. or yes. flawless right so mm -hmm. i think that i mean it's very interesting that they're putting this into like a a tops chrome update though do you know what i mean like that's another thing that yeah. i find very intriguing 
because Top Scrum Update was typically a set that that didn't really do particularly well. Yeah, you don't really think of thick thicker patch cards with Top Scrum, obviously. Uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice as, as well. Thought it might go kind of the dynasty type route for for the baseball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. They don't really have a high end type of product. Well, there's literally a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bounty in a in a in a yeah. set that really you know never moved off the shelves now. You yeah, know? So yeah, definitely got some attention by uh, introducing that into this product. Yeah, and you, I mean, you got to start wondering, like, are these bounties coming from David Adams themselves? Are they coming from maybe Tops? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So, talk to me a little bit about what is your collecting journey look like right now? So, obviously, you know, you said you can't get into breaks. Um, were you getting into breaks prior to that, like prior to, to starting this up? I wasn't in into it heavily, but yes, I, I did. Uh, you know, in the past few years, I, I did uh, get into breaks. Um, best pull was probably from, I don't know what year it was. It was probably 2019 or 2020 that I actually hit it, but it was 2018 uh, choice Luca, the red auto, which was cool. That, not, that that was early on, so you know that's uh, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Did you hold yeah. that or did you sell it? Yeah, I still have it today. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that's yeah. not too shabby. Yeah. That's a, the, yeah. And those boxes weren't that expensive back then. Uh, they they weren't cheap. They weren't cheap. It may have been after twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. It was it was probably pre pandemic though. Yeah, it, is... it, they were starting to get a little bit expensive, not peak of pandemic expensive or anything like that. You never felt the need to move that card, eh? I put it up for sale. I didn't get what I wanted. Um, you know, just you know, because you hit that out of a, uh, um, of a, a pack and everything. Yeah. You know, there's kind of a connection. You you, you don't want to let it go. Um, that's in got a, it. Got a PSA nine on it. Unfortunately, didn't get the ten, but that's I, okay. it looked like a nine to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to mention like you mentioned. I mean, not to mention, you mentioned, what am I doing right now? (laughs) You mentioned the connection to the cards. I mean, I think that's important too, right? I think that that's, I think that a lot of it gets lost when it comes to like dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I wonder, you know, as, as we start to see even reviews on, on this, on your page, as you, as you start to create more and more of a, an interactive experience, if, if the experience with the breakers justifies some of the increases in, or the, the discrepancies in prices. Yeah, that will be very interesting to see. Um, yeah, that's why, uh, you know, I, I want to introduce other factors. I've been getting a lot of feedback, which I, you know, jot down every time I get feedback, whether I like it when I first hear it or not, you know, maybe I'll like it uh, and want to introduce it later on. But yeah, um, for everybody listening, please, uh, DM me on Instagram, break cards. Uh, would love to hear feedback. Or uh, you can email me at contact at breakcomp.com. Beautiful. What yeah, is your yeah, collecting? Yeah, lo- love getting feedback. Yeah, I, I really do on uh, what what the because I'm I'm not the one using it. The the collectors are using it. Uh, breakers are using it to some degree, obviously as well. You know, kind of for free advertising. Uh, so I, I want to hear feedback from both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I, I have been getting feedback as well. Yeah. I think keeping an open dialogue is important. I think that that's kind of like Agreed. what, what we need most in this hobby. I think a lot of times, uh, criticism kind of gets 
pushed under the rug and and you know that doesn't really create a a scenario where we can really thrive in this new as we move forward into whatever whatever's left over from this pandemic boom um right i think how do you feel about the current state of the hobby well obviously i don't like the falling prices because i like to buy uh or on what i've had obviously it's good and bad obviously you can pick up for a lot cheaper what you want because i like buying single cards um you know obviously it it is uh overall you know i feel there is you know doom a a doom feeling in the hobby you know with the falling prices but you you know you got to look what without what's out there you know see what's going on at shows i i don't really attend many shows but i see what's going on obviously through social media on the people at the shows by the way nice inter- nicely done at uh the show over the weekend appreciate with the work interview by the way appreciate um it. yes yeah um but i i'm positive about this man i i love the cards you know i am i'm too i mean i'm extremely bullish yep. on the hobby i think that yep. Uh, I although individual cards, some of them, I mean, maybe even most of them will go down over the course of the last or the next few years, perhaps. Uh-huh. I think at the end of the day, and and as someone who just attended a show, uh, the biggest show. Yeah, in tell Canada, me about it. How how, yeah. how how was it at the show? Yeah, so I mean, I literally just attended the biggest show in Canada, and yeah. it has never been busier. I can tell you with one hundred percent certainty that I've never seen more people attend a card show in Canada, like the expo. I've been to every single one in the last three years, and it this was by far the biggest. They're, they wow. extended the halls, so, so they added a, another another section, and it, they could have added a, a second one or a third one. Like it was, it was busy. Most of the vendors I spoke to had pretty good shows. People were buying. I had I thought that people were going to be mainly trading. There was some trades going down, but it seemed like people were buying. The one thing I will note, and it was actually kind of cool to see, and even here, a lot more people were buying PC stuff. And so, yeah, okay. You know, people talk a lot about buying PC stuff. Um, and usually they're saying like it's like ultra modern and they're just going to hang on to it basically until there's a yeah, bit yeah. of a, a bit of a run up and then no longer PC stuff, right? But sure. yeah, I saw people tap into like true PC items. Like, and I know that because I know these people and I know okay. what they like. So I thought I saw a lot more people even jumping collectible classes. So oh, yeah? know, people wow, who I know people who I know who are predominantly hockey cards were buying a little bit more mem. Um, okay. And so I think that this next stage of the hobby is perhaps more fortified now than ever. And I think that the people who stick around are going to truly collect for the most part, especially as prices start to come down on things. Uh, You know, people are going to get squeezed out. There's a lot going on in in the world economy, global economy, right? So, I mean, the the people who were collecting and and will continue to collect, those are the ones that are are truly about collecting. Now, that's not to say there's not going to be opportunity for things to go up and things to go down. Um, but what, yeah, what this weekend showed me is that collecting is 100% here to stay. And so uh, there, you're usually I can pinpoint 
what people are looking for at a show. Like you can go into a show and be like, okay, like mm -hmm. people are going to be looking for Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence or, you know, down here it's like Austin Matthews or, but okay. people were buying really whatever they felt like. And every single dealer I spoke to, they were like, I just selling a bunch of random stuff to be honest. And so, yeah. Okay. I, I really, yeah. So I really kind of, I actually like that dynamic. I think that, it means that we're getting outside of this whole herd mentality. Everyone needs to own the same cards. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, that that's, I think the diversity and collecting and finding unique items is like what gives them value in the first place, you know, like it, Absolutely. Yeah, before we had, before we had the comps, before we had pop reports, you know, like yeah. it was, <laughs> it was uh, the acquisition part that was like, that's, that's what makes it so enticing. And I think a lot more people are leaning into stuff like that. So, I think that the hobby is 100% here to stay because if, I mean, anyone needs to say that out loud, but I did. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that based on what I saw this weekend, it is uh, more prominent than ever, especially in Canada. And it, it really just comes down to like what this state of transition looks like. Um, You know, how has your collecting changed over the course of like the, pand like the start of the pandemic until now? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I pre-pandemic, I was, you know, I was a lot more into game use type memorabilia and I moved a lot more back to cards uh, during the pandemic. Really? Um, I think getting into a few breaks kind of did that, you know, and speaking with friends, um, you know, they, they kind of got me back into cards in, in a way or a lot more. Um, love uh, Jordan cards, you know, for my PC. Um always looking for Giannis cards um, outside the about an hour and a half away from Philadelphia. And so there's a lot of, you know, Philly type cards. I, uh, PC Donovan McNabb, um, Randall Cunningham, Ryan Howard. You got so, the cool uh, stuff, man. Yeah. 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 I, I I'm just starting to collect those guys, you know, uh, you know, thinking back to the childhood and everything and teen years. Yeah. Whatever. I love that. Players too. Yeah. So you jumped back into the hobby essentially because of breaking then. I would or say I wouldn't say jumped back in. I I was always in it. You know, I got back yeah. in it. You know, around two thousand two thousand one. Um, you know, cards here and there, but I was more into memorabilia, really into or game used memorabilia, especially like game used home run balls. But yes, um, you know, maybe a year or two pre-pandemic uh i got back into cards you know heavily buying that uh, uh not so much uh game used memorabilia as much anymore yeah i mean i said that not because i'm like trying to belittle your card experience by the way like i'm not like i'm i'm saying that because it's kind of I, I didn't think that at all yeah yeah i'm okay i'm just making yeah, sure yeah i'm just i'm interested because i mean you are essentially who you needed like you're essentially becoming who you needed when you came in like when you yeah. jumped into the card yeah. space right uh -huh. like Yes. And and I find that to be super admirable because mm -hmm. like I, we all can, can remember who we were when we jumped back or when we jumped back in, I'm just going to call it jump back in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or when we went full tilt into it, whatever the case may be, as we went through our learning process. And I mean, you've essentially built out a system that helps that version of you who was super interested and in kind of like on the outside looking in, and yes. uh, perhaps probably overpaid for like a, a few breaks or, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. um, 
to have the necessary tools to to figure out. I also think your lists expose people to breakers that they might have never known existed, which I think is like an Absolutely. underrated yes. an underrated Absolutely. feature as well, right? Because you know, if we think about the everyday person, maybe they find a a video of like a big hit and then they kind of glom onto that breaker. That breaker and consuming that breaker's content, you're not really going to get any other breakers on that person's page, right? So like That's you right. would have to actively seek out other breakers. And so with your page, you you essentially at the very least show like 10 breakers usually, right? And, yes. Uh, and yeah, at minimum. I mean, for, you know, it can go up to 50. Uh, I guess it was for uh, Bowman Chrome a few months or maybe a month ago it went up. Well, that's that what much. I mean, right? Yeah. So, so you have it's access to so many different, yeah. so many different yes, breakers absolutely. you otherwise yeah. wouldn't have known. So, I think that that's another yeah. underrated feature about what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the breakers are very appreciative, you know, as well to get their name out there. Some smaller breakers as well. Um, yeah, I obviously don't show favoritism. I'm strictly looking at numbers. That's all I'm doing. Yep. And that's what's even more admirable yes. about you, Nick. So, yeah. Yeah. if you wanted. I, I Go for it. Yeah, I, I have no agenda, you know, w or bias towards any break or anything like that. Strictly looking at the numbers here. If you had to, to tell the person at home listening to this right now, mm -hmm. you know, what they could do on their end to, to help either the hobby or, you know, to help you get more information or to in order to provide that to other people, what would you what would you suggest? Sure. Well, obviously, I want you to go to, to breakcomp.com to t take a look at at uh, all the pricing, uh, all the search capabilities that we offer for free. Again, <laughs> uh, nothing to lose there. Um, yeah, like, I'd like uh, all the collectors out there and, and fellow breakers or uh, other breakers to tell one another uh, about what we offer to them for free uh, just to expand the, the breaking community and uh, bring make people aware collectors aware uh, of what we're trying to accomplish here. Awesome. Uh, Nick, man, I want everyone to reach out to you. I want them to follow you, your collecting journey, your, your, you know, the, 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 the content creation journey, mm -hmm. where can they get a hold of you? If they have any questions, if they have feedback, if they just want to follow along, if they want more information on breaks. Sure. Yeah. Go to breakcomp.com. B R E A K. C O M P dot com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at break comp cards or uh, email me directly at contact at break comp dot com. Love it. Uh, I want the feedback, all feedback. Come on, bring, bring it my way. I love it. Want to, want to make it uh, as good of an experience for everybody. Perfect. The kayak of breaking Nick. Thank That's you right. so much That's for right. joining the podcast today, man. Uh, team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, Cardboard Coach. Uh, please go check out Break Comp Cards, breakcomp.com, uh, so you can figure out exactly what you're paying and uh, how that looks in terms of market pricing. For now, Coach Co. and Nick from Break Comp are out of here. Have fun, Coach. Thanks. <laughs>